You are listening to episode 37 of The STEM Space. Today, Natasha and I are talking about an amazing opportunity for your students, a program called Space Club. Your students will be on a mission to the moon as they do engineering design challenges and explore different facts about space, different STEM careers, and additional opportunities. So learn more about this program as well as how it relates to learning theories. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Claire. How are you doing? I'm great. I am so excited about this school year. What are your thoughts? I just cannot believe how fast the summer went. I'm not ready. I had so many plans of things I was going to do and prepare for. And now it's approaching and I'm kind of freaking out. (laughs) Why are you freaking out? No, I just, you know, there's always this like massive to-do list slash wish list of things you want to read and become an expert on. And of course that never happens, but I am actually really excited on one thing I knocked off my list, which is getting ready for Space Club in the fall. Yes. Oh, I love Space Club. And I did it last year with my fourth, fifth and sixth graders. And I'm so excited to do it again this year. So Why don't you just explain what Space Club is for those that may not be familiar? Yeah, so our background is in aerospace engineering for any new listeners. And when I left my career in engineering, I had this kind of dream, this vision. I don't know. I was like, how can I get kids excited about STEM? Space. Who doesn't love space? Looking up in the stars, dreaming big. And so I had this crazy idea to start this club about space, space exploration. This was back in 2014 on the south side of San Antonio. So I was lugging all my stuff, including rockets and quadcopters and gadgets. We had telescope to all the schools. I had four middle schools that I ran space club in. And now fast forward, it's just crazy every time I think about it, but we have expanded Space Club to schools across the country and even in other countries in Australia and in Great Britain and Canada um, that are participating in Space Club. So last year was that first year we kind of were able to go big through this digital platform. And I've kind of reconfigured it a little bit to make it more flexible for teachers. But basically your students are on a mission to the moon And so they will get a kind of mission debrief by one of our mission control crew. It's a video your kids watch, and then they do different hands-on engineering challenges. So they'll build a robot hand, they'll do a little rover, they'll design a base on the moon, all to get them excited about space and to learn about the engineering design process. What I love about it is that it's pretty flexible. I did it in the classroom last year. I know some people do it as an after-school program. And everything that teachers need to walk their students through the engineering design process and do each of the activities is all provided, including videos, and have an engineer explaining the science behind it, relating it to current events on NASA missions, talking about different STEM careers that are involved with the subject that they're learning about. And it is just, it was my students' favorite thing. They probably loved the robot hand the most, and they loved 
I mean, all of it was really fun. The plant device was really cool. It has such a wide variety of science subjects that it covers all in this storyline where your students are the astronauts and they're on this mission to collect samples from the moon and return it. It's yeah. so fun. And the part that we had to change last year was doing a way to get kids excited, especially during distance learning. So all the activities, the reason we had videos were to help kids that were at home and they maybe didn't have an instructor to teach them how to put the, you know, to use the engineering design process to build that rover. So all the activities have a video that you can play for kids at home or in the classroom. So we can be your own personal engineers that kind of guide you through this mission. And then you're there helping them get through the activity. But the other piece that we provide kind of live throughout the year are these space club career chats. So we will interview engineers from NASA. We've even interviewed astronauts, astronomers, all sorts of different STEM professionals based off of questions from students in space club. So they'll have a chance to submit, what do you want to know from an astronaut or an engineer? And we'll ask those questions live and then we'll do raffle prizes. So students will submit their design, say the rover, and they'll be entered in a raffle prize for telescopes and quadcopters and robots and all sorts of cool stuff. So we'll definitely drop a link below, but we're not really here to talk about just the program. We're going to dive a little deeper and I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, so you're scared. I really want to know because I'm learning in my master's curriculum about these learning theories. And so it's made me really reflect on how we do things and making sure that we are connecting with students in a way that maximizes their learning potential. And I'm fully confident that we do this already, but I do kind of want to break it down and figure out how do we use the various ways that we teach things in STEM that matches with these learning theories that we've talked about on the podcast before. So do you have any thoughts about this before we go and kind of break it down? So is this an assignment you have for your grad class? Yes, it is. <laughs> so are you basically trying to get me to write your paper for you? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> take notes, take the transcript. <laughs> well, I mean, I figured you were about to finish your master's. So you're the master and I just started. So I want to be your apprentice on learning yeah. theories. <laughs> no, this it's a great question. And as you know, last semester, I took a class about how people learn and learning theories and curriculum theory specifically. And I had the option to pick a curriculum to analyze. And I purposely did not pick Space Club or any of the Vivify lessons because I don't want to know. <laughs> no, it's hard to be a critic of your own work because you're so close to it. But I, it's obviously very important to do that, especially when you're you know, a teacher and you're putting together lesson plans. There needs to be this toolkit that we refer to. And the process that we have to go through is, What's the content? You know, what are we trying to teach? And then what's the most appropriate research-based strategy to use? And those, what we call research-based strategies, derive from the knowledge on how people learn. So these learning theories. So I was kind of thinking about how we could break down Space Club into these in different categories and also just STEM in general. Do you want me to just kind of throw out some ideas? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. The kind of two dividers I kind of have in my mind for STEM, one is skills and the other is concepts. 
For skills, we really focus on the engineering design process. These are process skills. If you're familiar with the next generation science standards, that's what they call them, process skills. And that is being able to identify the problem. Problem framing is another word brainstorming, so ideation. These are all skills that we could actually teach our kids. You're on the same page? Yes. Mm -hmm. I follow. What are some other skills that you see in a STEM curriculum like Space Club? So I see a lot of social skills that you see that are in Space Club and that I do in my STEM classroom. Those are the things that we do as stage one STEM. So figuring out how to be a good teammate, how to work well with your team members to accomplish a goal, how to have those communication skills, being able to talk through what you're working on and perseverance. I think persevering through failure is also a skill that you can acquire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's difficult, though, to analyze a curriculum on teaching all those skills, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe for Space Club, we focus on the engineering design process and that skill. So I'm thinking through what I learned in class about learning theories is behavioral learning theory. That applies here because that's a skill that you first need to model. Then you let the kids practice with feedback to improve. Is that what you've learned? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all based on like this external. There's your mind is kind of a black box. We can't really look at what a student is learning. We can't look inside their brain. So we're just looking for those behaviors and giving them feedback based on their behavior and be able to see if they're learning based on can they repeat what we just modeled. And so that's that's kind of the crux of doing an engineering design challenge is being able to see them do that in practice. Yes, exactly. That's why this works well for like learning an instrument. I don't care what's happening in your head. I just want you to be able to play the guitar or the piano or the flute. Same with this. That's the same idea with engineering design. I do also care what you, is in your head, but for the sake of behavioral learning theory, like you said, the focus is the actual performance of the skill. And so in the way we run it, our modeling is the video. So when we do the STEM space at home video, we actually model the steps that they need to go through First, we're gonna brainstorm solutions. We actually walk them through. And then we have the handout as kind of a guide to scaffold them through the steps of ideation, brainstorming, design, building and testing. Yes, and then that feedback where we're seeing, are they able to reproduce what we we're expecting was when they do the testing phase. And then it's almost like they can self-regulate too with that, what that behavior is, because they're able to test it. And then if it works, then they can move on. And they showed that, yes, they were able to repeat that behavior that we were expecting of them, that we show in the video. So yes, I would say that Space Club meets the behavioral or conditioning learning theory objectives. <laughs> and, uh, and honestly, it depends on how you're implementing it in your classroom. And so that feedback on the design process should happen live, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, like you mentioned, perseverance. They get frustrated, they shut down and they stop. And that's where you step in and you say, well, maybe did you think about this? Or here's a, you ask them a question. What's something you can improve? And just to keep pushing them a little bit. And that's how you really get over that hump of getting stuck and frustrated. And then next time they do a design challenge, hopefully they've built up new skills, new confidence. And we could talk about motivation here, being motivated to continue the challenge. Um, so it's kind of both the curriculum we wrote 
But behavioral learning is also the teaching itself, the strategies you're implementing to bring this curriculum to life for your kids. Yes. And I'd probably even say that's the most important key, right? Is that it doesn't matter what the curriculum is. You need a good teacher. And that's, that goes for any subject and, and teachers know that. And I think that the way that Space Club is set up is that it shows, like it kind of walks teachers through what questions do you ask to do these reflection pieces and how do you support your students during this challenge? Any tips or anything like that? So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I definitely think that it's set up well. So the other piece that I was kind of contemplating through is talking about the more cognitive learning theories as it applies to Space Club. So that that's more talking about what's going on in your brain. Mm -hmm. There's yep. different ways to analyze that. So what are your thoughts as far as cognitive learning theories and Space Club? Yeah, so we kind of leave this more open-ended for teachers that are trying to implement Space Club. We've had several Project Lead the Way teachers push this curriculum, science teachers, after-school providers. So the type of teacher kind of dictates perhaps the content that you're trying to do. So if you're a science teacher, you might feel more comfortable talking about kinetic and potential energy for that. Well, I think it's mission two, the roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. I was watching some of the videos the kids posted on Flipgrid and I was like, wow, they got it. Cause they were saying, you know, I need to increase my potential energy here for it to make it to the end of the ride. Like they were able to apply their scientific knowledge to the design challenge. So that's what we're talking about here with their understanding of that concept mm -hmm. and then being able to verbalize it and then apply it to a situation. So that's with science concepts. Now, you're, but you're looking at is how does the learning theory kind of fit here? So what did we do to like deliberately <laughs> have a student understand that? And I would say that our focus in the curriculum was not on the concepts. We provide background information, but something that's important with science are the misconceptions. And there's a lot of misconceptions around the science that we're teaching. And that falls on the teacher to identify those and to intentionally teach and have the students think about those misconceptions and change them. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's a huge part, I think. And this is more about students kind of doing things on their own. They're more of an active participant, right, in, in this learning. And I think that Space Club is set up in such a way where, you know, the students are watching a video. Yes, the teacher should be an active, like give feedback and everything like in the behavioral learning theories, but they don't necessarily have to, depending on the kind of student you have. This is why it's set up really well to be able to do during distance learning, as well as the classroom, is that I feel like students can watch it and go through everything and be motivated by wanting to succeed in the activity and apply what they already know from their previous experience in other classrooms and be able to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other piece besides just the science concepts, the thinking about engineering and careers, right? That there's a lot of misconceptions that we're addressing indirectly, I would say, well, perhaps very directly, because a lot of kids think that engineers are this like nerdy male, we've done a game, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like who's a STEM professional and the kids have to guess. And then they see me on camera 
<laughs> and I'm an aerospace engineer. And then I'll bring in like another NASA engineer who is another female perhaps. And we try to bring in a lot of different representation for kids to overcome those misconceptions and realize that, hey, it's not what I thought. I didn't, you know, Big Bang Theory and a lot of this other like movie social media puts on or emphasizes these stereotypes. And so by doing these career chats, we get to know the speakers, we hear their background, we hear their story and dressing these misconceptions they have about careers. Yeah, definitely. I think that's invaluable part of this. Yeah. The the final learning theory, I'm not sure if your class covered, that we talked about that can be considered a separate one is social learning theory. Okay, tell me more about that. And this is how people, so cooperative groups, working in groups and learning from each other. So ideally STEM does take place in a team and the thinking is that you're building some skills, right, with teamwork, communication. But with the learning theory, what it says is having somebody in the group who's a little bit more advanced, but not like way out of the ballpark, like within a certain level that can really bring up the rest of the group. And so they learn from each other through what they call these cooperative groups. And that can help build the whole the skills of all the kids. And it can be both, you know, these like behavioral skills, like doing the design process, understanding science concepts. So maybe an eighth grader can better explain this kinetic potential energy to another eighth grader in a way that a teacher just isn't able to get through to that student. And so there's a lot more to that learning theory, but I think social learning theory definitely plays into a lot of STEM challenges. Yeah, for sure. And that provides a lot of motivation for students as they're seeing their teammates. Like maybe they look at themselves and be like, I'm not strong in, in being able to do this. I, you know, whatever excuses they have of their ability. And then when they're working as a team, they then acquire the strengths of their whole team and can see it being modeled, just like a teacher should model what, what you're supposed to do as their teammate models it to them then they're able to be successful and learn from that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's tons of benefits, which is why we promote doing STEM in small groups and teams. And Space Club is set up to be able to do that really well. Okay, I thought of another part of cognitive learning theory okay. um, that we didn't really talk about, which was having rep different representations and going from something more concrete to oh, more abstract, yes. right? Yes. And so... My thinking is about engineering. It's a very abstract topic. And we talked about careers and maybe they don't really understand that. And we're making it more concrete by showing them what engineering is about through real people, but mm -hmm. also what an engineer does because we are having them do engineering design challenges at a level that the students can comprehend. You know, we're building this little rover, but then in the video and the career chat, we're connecting it to an actual rover on Mars, like the Perseverance rover. And so we kind of build up their understanding of robotics and electronics at their level and then trying to help them make that leap to the real thing. And so that's where you can possibly talk about the this other aspect of cognitive learning theory. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's a really fascinating subject to me because that seems to tie in really well with your neuroscience and how memory works in general. And speaking of abstract, space is pretty abstract yeah. to students. I mean, 
They love it. I think most kids want to be an astronaut when they're little. So when they think about, oh, there's a rover on Mars or you can grow plants on the International Space Station, then, you know, what, what does that really even mean? And we can show them videos. We can show them pictures. But when they're actually doing things with their hands or saying, no, this is this is like what they do. I mean, one, you're putting it into their long-term memory because you're attaching it to things in different ways by showing them pictures, having them do it with hands-on. You're giving them the vocabulary so they're verbalizing it. That's what's going to be able to make that recall available later when it comes up to maybe they're in high school and they're doing a different project and they say, oh, you know, how do you go about doing this? Or what do I know about biology? And they can be like, oh, you know, biologist. Yeah. Okay. I remember listening from the astrobiologist in that career chat video. And then we did that design challenge where we grew a plant like they do on the International Space Station. And they'll be able to recall it in a way that was exciting and had a lot of emotions to it, but it was also connected in so many different ways that was in the social, you know, in their group and will be able to remember their team. And there's just so much learning potential when you create an environment like you do with Space Club. And so I see I see that as an invaluable experience to not only academically advance these kids and the concepts that we're teaching with Space club, but also to promote their future and the academic success that they're going to have later on. Maybe that will even be the difference when they go on to college and they say, yeah, I want to be an aerospace engineer because when I was in middle school, I did this challenge. I understood what the engineer was. I understood what they do. And I want to be able to do that in, in the real world. So I don't see, you were scared at the beginning of this conversation. I don't know what negatives you were anticipating, but I see Space Club. And the reason why I was choosing it for my assignment for this paper is I see it as filling the whole package of all the different learning theories and the ways, their theories, right? So they're ways that we think that people learn best. And there might be some strengths that some students have with different learning theories, but I feel like Space Club encompasses so much that every student will find success and find some big takeaways that could promote their learning in the future mm-hmm. from Space Club. And like you mentioned, it's really the teacher that makes the difference. You, as in the educators listening, I mean, it's on you to bring this curriculum to life and to adapt it to the needs of your kids. And so we're hoping we give you the tools that can best serve them, but then, you know, take it and make it fit with what your kids are interested in, what they need. And so we invite everybody to join us on our next uh, mission to the moon. It's going to be a really awesome one. Absolutely. So follow that link in the show notes below and join us for Space Club and let us know what you think.